Broadcasting live. My word for today is... Listen up, Jack Wagon. Jack Armstrong. What a personal privilege. And Joe Getty. Speaking moistly. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. You know what it is? It's a diddly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, China. I've been reading up on some of their geopolitical moves lately. We've been lulled into kind of inward looking self obsession in recent days because of the, well, partly because of the coverage of the mainstream media and their fascination with, uh, you know, who. But China is making it infinitely clear they are out to exercise raw power. That is their only principle, power. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't talk about that story in 60 Minutes where they're gathering up of the world's DNA so they can be the world leader in that sort of thing. We'll play more of that later. Uh, it's really interesting. I'm not sure I understand it, but it sounded scary. But uh, crank that music up to the information party. Huh? Woo! So I look forward to talking about that. Um, I have a feeling that uh, this is an inward look, but we haven't talked about it much because it was there were other things to talk about. Pandemic, whatever. Impeachment. Immigration is about to become the topic that it becomes every couple of years where mm. it's like the only thing anybody discusses. Nothing actually occurs. No legislation is passed. And then we go on to other things. But Series of executive orders screaming at each other, but past each other. Exactly. A lot of crap and nonsense, like I heard on NPR this morning with the fantasy land talk that makes it sound like we have an obligation as taxpayers to support every downtrodden person on the planet Earth. That was precisely the way they presented it. (laughs) Jack, no human being is illegal. Oh, my God. You're a child. Oh, my God. Sit at the children's table and let the grown-ups talk about immigration policy. I wish the Republicans... You are a child. Go do something else. I wish Republicans would do a better job of arguing on, on, on behalf of the majority of the country, based on most polling, that doesn't feel that way. Right. But they're, they're so scared off. I, I, I They should look at the polling. They're convinced by the mainstream media that everybody has that view of, you know, it's our, it's our duty as Americans to let anybody into this country who's having a tough go of it. Right. Well, it's and, not, and, and most people don't think it is, and if Republicans would just stand up, hell no. And everybody who claims to be a refugee is clearly legitimately a refugee, and the American taxpayers really owe it to... Do you know what it says on the bottom of the Statue of Liberty? Yeah. Just utter illogic. My favorite thing I heard in, in recent times on immigration was uh, Kevin Williamson said... Um, we have enough poor people in this country. That's 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 really all. I, you, I guarantee you, the vast majority of Americans, a majority, agree with that. Yeah, we've got enough poor people. Why would we import more poor people? <laughs> I think that's a pretty good argument. Anyway, we got that, and then we'd like to welcome to the world two bouncing baby mutations. Oh boy. One in Southern California, one in Northern California. Yeah. Hey, world, welcome to two new mutations that just hit the scene yesterday. A new mutation again, uh, one in the southern half of the state and the northern half of the biggest state in that country. And uh, finally, the United States gets to you know say, hey, we got some mutations too, everybody. We can come up with mutations. The Southern California mutation is crowded and smoggy. The northern mutation smells like a pine tree. 
Where's uh, Birkenstocks? Exactly. Thinks acronyms are, is it acronyms are uh, racist? Oh, yeah. We got to get into that um, person speaking on behalf of Lowell High School, which has kind of become a lightning rod for the entire country of uh, woke schools, on how merit is white supremacy. Ah. And you cannot allow people or just have people come into school based on who scores high on tests and stuff like that, because that is white supremacy. So if I support merit-based admissions, that makes me what? A racist. Yeah. Anyway, so we got all that stuff to talk about. Also, and I got this, which is more fun. Not as impactful, but more fun. Who stars are rooting for in the Super Bowl? If you're wondering who your favorite stars are rooting for in the Super Bowl, this is a this is really good stuff. What if I wasn't? No, I'm going to go from the presumption that you are. What, what if I'd rather wouldn't... listen to a dentist's drill? What if I don't need air to breathe? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we can, we can entertain all sorts of nonsensical hypotheticals. Yeah. What do you mean, what if you didn't care who your stars are rooting Did for? Did you miss that these were stars, celebrities? <laughs> How about if I have a dentist drill in one ear and the smoke alarm going off in the other instead? Paul Rudd is rooting for the Chiefs. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, makes you stop and think. On the other hand... I actually think he's from Kansas City or something like that. Oh, okay. I don't that's, care! That's cheating. <laughs> I don't care if he's from hell! He should go back there! But almost everybody seems that I'm, everybody I'm looking at is rooting for the Chiefs, so that's just kind of a, I'm going to root for who I think is going to win? Or there's a lot of, of Tom Brady hatred in America, isn't there? Uh, Yeah, or... Well, he's... he's, he's it's, He's won it all. I mean, he's he's obviously. I was going to say like Darth Vader, but he's not an evil guy. He's just the quarterback Tron. I'm rooting for Tom Brady as a longtime Chiefs fan. You are? How come? I don't know. Old bias? Uh, probably. I don't know. That's weird. Bill Burr is rooting for the Buccaneers. Ah, they're Buccaneers. <laughs> ah. Um. But anyway, we'll go through the list of the celebrities later. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. A longtime Chiefs fan. I used to live and die by the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe that's it. Maybe my heart was broken too many times. Mm. I once didn't watch the Super Bowl back when I was a sports fan because the Chiefs lost after going 13-3 and in the Steve Bono years. You remember it if you're a Chiefs fan. So now you're going to root for the Buccaneers? <laughs> and I never got over Sick. it. Sick. <laughs> Uh, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. Tom Brady knows that, and that's why we introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I am a little nervous, actually. I wrote the NFL back in December, trying to get the written permission and consent to, distri- you know, to distribute the game. I'm going to have a large gathering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. got a couple more days before, before it comes to the mail. Before it comes to the you mail. Got if the not, i got to cancel the party. Yeah. Yes. You know, You've got to cancel your party. Right. <laughs> You know, yesterday I felt bad that I said I won't eat your cheese dip because I'm uh, I'm sticking to my diet. Because that, first of all, it's fantastic. It's the best cheese dip I've ever had. And I hate to be that guy, but I have found, I don't know, if other people can diet and cheat occasionally, good for you. I can't. Mm. It, it just doesn't work that way Off for me. the wagon's off the wagon, huh? Well, that combined with it's just not worth it. I cheated on Thanksgiving and it took well, a month and a half to get back. I mean, it's just... Just, I get it. If you can do it, good for you, but I can. It doesn't work that way for me. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Uh, I, I have really been lacking on my my viewing of scripted TV shows. I've uh, almost exclusively just been watching uh, NBA basketball since its return. 
that combined with uh, me trying to learn how to topple hedge funds the last couple of weeks. Excellent. I just, I just really haven't had a lot of time for, for scripted stuff. <laughs> Toppling hedge funds is a full-time hobby. But I, I stumbled across a very uh, very fun uh, French uh, thief series called Lupin, and it's essentially uh, about a gentleman thief, and that's the only thing that I need to know about it to let me know. Who's, I, who I'm, stars in this one? I saw the preview. Uh, nobody that nobody, I know. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's all French actors. It's uh, You can get the dubs or, or watch it on subtitles. Um, you of course are fluent in French. Uh, oh, oh yeah, of course. Um, but the uh, but yeah, I've, I've I've two episodes in. It's a fun uh, heist based things. They're stealing stuff from the Louvre. It's awesome. And it, yeah, cool. he's so you're pro crime. Uh, nice. Typically, yeah. yeah. I need yeah. another show, so that's good. Uh, we have a meeting after the show about who works here and who doesn't. Coming off pro crime and pro celebrities. Hulk Hogan is rooting for the Buccaneers. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Wednesday, February 3rd, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. Let's uh, launch into action now officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Now, I know nothing about Jassy other than his last name rhymes with sassy. And sassy Jassy sounds good to me. His first name's Andy, so he's Randy Andy the Sassy Jassy. What the hell is he talking about? Uh, you, that's going to be one of the most powerful men in America coming really? up pretty soon. Yeah, who, who is that? Uh, the new head of uh, Amazon. Oh, oh right, right. Yeah. Because Jeff Bezos yeah. has become the honorary chairman or something like that. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. How's yeah. mailbag look? Oh, it's uh, decent. It's nice. It's funny. It's decent. It's nice. It's funny. Yeah, you really sold it. Yeah, I mean, if you weren't tuned in, I wouldn't tune in for it. But since you are already tuned in, you might as well stay. You're it's a, that good. You're a sell the steak, not the sizzle guy. <laughs> it's a pound and a half. It's I w- medium rare. I won't be known as a liar. <laughs> so we got all. No, it's this. great. It's it's nice to hear from the folks. You can, in fact, maybe you can slip a last minute email in right now. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. dot uh, com. More on the way. Armstrong and Getty. How many people are going to be allowed to watch the Super Bowl? <clears throat> Pardon? Few people in the in the crowd. I mean, in person. Oh, in person. Oh, I don't know. Twenty percent capacity. Uh, I read it somewhere. Yeah, don't know. Wonder if it'll seem weird or you. You said they're doing a pretty good job with the sound effects. I haven't watched any games, but oh yeah, yeah. It depends on what stadium you're talking about, but yeah, it's it's actually pretty entertaining. You have to remind yourself occasionally. Oh, that's right. There's not that many people to boo. <laughs> Some guy's playing it. He's like a club DJ with crowd noise. But uh, Somewhere below 16,000, it mm. seems like. A, I don't know what percentage that is yet. Which, if you ever went to a game where there were 16,000 people, you'd think this place is empty. I have. I have been to that game. I have, too. Several times. During the sucky years of the Chicago Bears and the sucky years of the San Francisco 49ers. Mailbag. Hey. Your freedom-loving quote of the day about the Constitution, uh, in this case, by Alexander Hamilton. Go ahead if you're gonna. Alexander Hamilton. Oh, my God. Here's your quote. Every act of a delegated authority, contrary to the tenor of the Constitution, is void. No legislative act, therefore, contrary to the Constitution, can be valid. To deny this would be to affirm... 
that the deputy is greater than his principal, that the representatives of the people are superior to the people themselves, that men acting by virtue of powers may do not only what their powers do not authorize, but what they forbid. Follow the stinking Constitution is what he was trying to say. I tried this to, was purdy words. I tried to watch Hamilton the musical on Netflix the other night. They, I need to do all the subtitles. It goes pretty fast. It does. It does. But it's uh, it's quite good. Uh, welcome to Joe reviews the biggest musicals of all time and pronounces them pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> biggest musicals of 10 years ago or however old it is. Sure. Well, there aren't any new ones. That's true. Yeah, in my defense. On to the correspondence proper, Jeremy writes, you asked that we slip in a last-minute email. That's what she said. You're welcome. <laughs> <clears throat> Jeremy, your emails will never be read no. on this show. No, you're blocked. blocked for life. Never blocked. Moving on to Tom. We are on the eve of watching a Senate impeachment trial of a president who is no longer in office. Is there anything to prevent a woke Congress from impeaching any of our previous U.S. presidents? Maybe even a founding father to show their 21st century, century moral superiority. It's an interesting thought, Tom. <clears throat> we should talk a... about that later. I, I actually am uh, going against a lot of my Republican brethren. Uh, I am persuaded. Well, uh, we'll talk about it later. <clears throat> I have a hard time figuring out how many people are really into this whole impeachment story. I mean, obviously, in social media, that's a different world. But in real life, with all the things that are going on, seems entirely a mental exercise. Yeah, exactly. Just something to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the way these two emails build on each other. First of all, it's Ryan from Houston. Guys, why just $15 an hour? Wouldn't 20 or 25 be better? Wouldn't 30 be twice as good? Wouldn't 100 really be the bee's knees? $100 an hour. Why stop at 15 <laughs> Then he says, I'm drawing the line at the double mask. I'd rather get COVID than double mask in public. But moving along. <laughs> wow. G writes, guys love the show. Why does $15 make sense? Why not more? Why not $100,000? Why is there money? Everything should be free. Nice job of encapsulating the fantasy unicornian world of the, 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 the liberal. Yep. <laughs> Mo- moving along. <laughs> Matt from Macomb has a couple of different thoughts about uh, Groundhog Day, which we talked about on the One More Thing podcast yesterday. Yesterday was Groundhog Day, which is not actually a holiday. It's just no. a, and it's fine for little kids. I just feel like if you even nod toward it past the age of eight, you're a, quite the simpleton. Yes, yes. Uh, but in case you're not aware of this, every, four days a week, all of us crank out an, an extra segment of the show. Sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's half an hour. It's the One More Thing podcast on Friday. Sean does a like entertainment-related thing, right? I just talk about whatever's I, what, essentially what's on my mind. I, okay. I ramble for some amount of time, and mm. so apparently really? people listen. Shocking. Uh, anyway, so that's available at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, moving along, Matt uh, has a couple of thoughts on that. Then uh, one of the conversations was how long, how many days he had to repeat that day, Bill Murray in the Groundhog Game yes. movie, to become a, a really skilled pianist. And uh, Matt writes... I taught myself to play piano at an expert level in about eight hours at the MGM Grand Casino in Darwin, Australia. Seven and a half hours drinking and a half an hour playing until I was kicked out. (laughs) Young Marines can do anything. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, man, I'm sorry I missed that party, man. Oh, Matt in Macomb, Illinois. But that was fun. Guys, concerning the Chicago schools not opening up, where's Black Lives Matter? If anything affects the lives of young blacks, it's the continued closure of schools. Yeah. They really care. They should be leading protests across the country. Well, they but they don't, Robert. It's it's about seizing power. It's about Marxism. And one of the, the principles is you have to 
you're trying to break the system so it is rebuilt. Uh, that's one of the reasons that uh, the Antifa types show up wherever there is violence and or, or anger and make sure there's violence. They're trying to break the system. Now, they, they spout off about justice and, and, and you know what's right, but they, they have no interest in it, really. And then uh, yesterday, at the very, very end of the show, I, uh, my dog was freaked the blank out yesterday. He tried to get in the shower with me. I mean, and and I was wondering whether it might be that the smoke, one of the smoke alarms had been chirping all night. And I closed the door and I turned on like white noise in the bedroom and I put a pillow over my head and I was fine. But he was a psycho in the morning. Yeah, and, and I asked whether that was it. And and number of people said, um, yeah, we were at work one day, came home to a chirping smoke detector. Our dog was nervous and jittery for days after. I think the high pitch really disturbs them. Mm, interesting. I didn't uh, know that. I'll uh, I'll be on the alert for that. PB says. They freak dogs out. If it can't be turned off immediately, put the dog in the car or get it as far away from the sound as possible. Huh. It it just it was crazy. It makes me kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. But he, you know, I know Baxi pretty well. We've been buds for years now, and uh, well enough to shower with him. <laughs> we have a complicated relationship. Uh, but he was. I'm trying to relate it to a human being, but it, it would be something so dark and terrible. I don't really even want to say it out loud. Yeah. But he was shaking. He was terrified every minute for the first, you know, four or five hours of the day. Wow. So, fair warning. So, a couple of new COVID mutations in the United States, Golden Globe nominations, China on the rise, all kinds of different things to talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, and trouble in L.A. Turns out the communist D.A. is making a lot of people mad. Hmm. We know the outlines of the impeachment thing, too, if anybody cares. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm very worried about going through this trial and having the punchline at the end being Trump acquitted again. That's why we put this alternative on the table, because we think it has meaningful consequences. And um, but, but where it is right now, we're not going to file it unless we see a path to success. So we'll, we'll get into the trial. My hope is... Maybe Republicans will see some evidence in that trial where they'll say, well, like, even if I'm not voting to convict, this is repulsive. Maybe some Democrats will say, boy, we're not going to get the votes to convict. We need to come up with something else. So the idea is out on the table. People understand it. They understand what it will do. Right now, there's not enough support on either side. That's the very reasonable Tim Kaine, who was Hillary Clinton's running mate back in 2016. And um, I didn't think much of him then, but that was very reasonable stuff there. Look, I think we're going to go through this whole thing and have the same result as last time. He's going to be acquitted. Yeah, that's absolute. That's almost guaranteed to be the case. It so would, it would take crazy things to happen for that not to be the case. And he's saying, and so why? But wasn't he talking about censure? That was what was he, like the sentence before that clip started, he's, which he's, left the, the listener wondering, I think. Good point. He uh, he introduced the idea of censure to just avoid this whole impeachment thing, since uh-huh. Trump's Trump's going to be acquitted. So how about we censure him? Uh, we feel like we spanked him, and we move on with our lives. Uh-huh. But uh, the, the, the hardcore, the Democrats don't want that because they, they want blood, and the Republicans don't want that because, I guess, any... Penalty is too much, I guess. For the, I don't. Most well, of the Republican Party, I don't know. They don't want to anger Trump loyalist voters. 
Simple right. as that. Yeah. But uh, so we're going to go through this ridiculous exercise for no particular reason. Yeah, I, I, I'm torn on this. Number one, I was listening to Nakedly Progressive Radio, a little CNN at times today, and uh, they're leaning hard. The, the question is, can you impeach someone who's no longer in office? Since it's a remedy for removing somebody from office and, and banning them from, from future office as well. And they're leaning hard on that president, old, uh, what's his name? And I, I don't care what his name is. He's like the postmaster general in 1840 or something. I mean, it's just, I suppose I could have the particulars at my fingertips. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> but it was seriously in the mid 1800s, a single federal official, uh, secretary of defense, was it? I don't. We went through this. this. We guy. went through this with the names and all the right. details, but, but so whatever. It was one guy once, a hundred and seventy-five years ago. And they're saying so. There is a precedent. Well, and th- 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 as if that's you know. Well, what if it was a mistake? Then I, it I'm, happened once. I just know. I'm told by legal scholars I trust that the majority of legal opinion is that you can. You but can. You can. Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, that reminds but it's, me. It's it's <clears throat> fudgy. I mean, it's not clear cut. Yeah, that reminds me. What if uh, one of my uh, verbal pet peeves these days, one of my grammar Nazi uh, jihads, is nobody says cannot anymore. It's just can't. I 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 can't. Can't. So which one did I say how many times just there? <laughs> can you impeach him out of office? You absolutely can. Did you say can't or can't? Can't. Can, 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 can. You can't tell. Cannot. See, see what cannot. <laughs> yes. To catch on. Yes. Okay. Catch on. It's the damn language. <laughs> Learn your language and speak it. Anyway. Uh, so you're against, uh, what is that called? Contractions. Contractions? Um, depends. I mean, you got to hammer the T. Can't. Okay. I want to hear your T. Right? Well, there was another one I was How saying. How do you feel about hasn't or haven't? Do I have to say has not and have not? No, because it's got the N in there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's another one. Uh, I, it was driving me nuts the other I day. I could not. Uh, could, couldn't, couldn't, could, 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 could. Uh, anyway. Uh, so <laughs> nobody ever says amped, but that, that is a word. Amped? I am not. Amped. Oh, I amped. Are you hungry? I amped. That's not a word. You made that up. Look it up. I like it. I I was involved. Uh, I wasn't in it, but I was observing a uh, a passionate argument about this one time. You know, one of those friendly ones. Yeah. Son of a gun. And and they said yes, it is. And they got out the dictionary and looked it up. And amped is a word. And I thought, how is it a word? But nobody says it. It must have been popular. Like amant. Amant. Maybe you say maybe you say amant. Yeah, amant. Okay. I amant going to do that. I am going to annoy so many people by saying this. <laughs> ah, yes, we're br- we're brothers in that effort, Sean. I, I am going to make any friends by using this on a regular basis. Let's, let's let's make it a point to use that around the office and just see who notices. Ament. Are you going out to lunch with us, Sean? Ament. I ament. <laughs> I already have plans. But you're not saving a lot of effort and time on that no, one. No, just one Ament. letter. Really. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, unless you're allergic to ah, uh, there's really no reason to say it. But back to the impeachment thing, I, I find myself persuaded by the idea that, and, and Democrats with whom I agree about nothing, are saying there's no January exception. 
if the president or a federal official does something truly loathsome, and you know that's you, y'all decide whether that description fits Trump. That's not what I'm talking about. We're just talking about the principle here. If a federal official does something truly loathsome in the last uh, weeks of his office or her office, the idea that oh we can't quite get the impeachment done in time, so we just can't do it at all, seems odd to me. I get that, but I hear given the sanction of no future office. But I hear people using an example when they're trying to drive home that point of various things that would be criminal. They'd be a crime, and so the moment you're not president, you'd be uh, you know arrested and accused of a crime. When I hear people make that argument, what if he shot somebody? What if he robbed a bank? Well, those are crimes. And as soon as he is a private citizen, you'd be arrested for it. How do you like my example? What if he declassified the plans to our most advanced fighter jet? Yeah. Just, and it was clear he wanted China to have them. Uh, I think it would bring better world balance and peace if everyone had the same weapon system. I'd want that SOB impeached and barred for life. Uh, Maybe surprisingly, maybe not. I've listened to hours of top-notch lawyers and constitutional scholars argue about this sort of Mm -hmm. thing. And there is no perfect answer to this. No, um, uh, there, mine there, is better. There are gaps. In, there are gaps in the in, in any of these. Sure. Whichever direction you go, there are problems with it. Yeah. Um, w- w- one idea of that is <laughs> I was listening to legal scholars argue about this, and one 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 conclusion was you got to elect people that aren't going to do crazy things. <laughs> well, that's a lovely idea. <laughs> Be careful who you elect. Right, but, there, uh, but there still needs to be circuit breakers in place in sure. case something does happen. Right. And uh, I'm often, uh, well, I well, almost they, they, always. So let me present Go the ahead. other side because sure. we haven't done that. The yeah. other side of the argument is, okay, so when does it end? When does it end when a, when a president is out of office? Could we go back and get uh, Barack Obama from Benghazi at this point? Or uh, George Bush, could you have in the summer, if you got more information about the war in Iraq, have impeached him at that point? Um. Is it only a one-term thing because you're worried about people running again? If it's a two-term president, then are they really able to do anything because you can't? What are you going to do? They're well, out they of could, office. They could be a senator you or impeach, something. Yeah, I suppose. Like Taft. That's although that's, again, speaking of going unlikely. way back for presidents. Yeah, yeah that's. I, I don't find that argument really compelling. I, and again, I always want to know what the Founding Fathers' intent was, and I've read a, you know some about what they said about this sort of thing, but... Um, I just think it's a better idea if in the last month of office we can impeach and, and forbid um, than, than not. Uh, I think that that's just, it's too dangerous. I, I also think it ought to almost never, ever happen. Um, the whole he's out of office or she, uh, please stop using gendered language. Uh, I just, I think it's a better idea to be able to do it than to not be able to do it. But... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, one of the arguments is, um, you know, impeachment will become so common. I mean, if if you have the opposition party with the majority in the House, that president will get impeached. I mean, we're just on that track. Uh, Four uh, years ago, I would have said that'll never happen because it'll it's a self-punishing crime. Right. They'll totally lose their credibility. They'll be hooted out of office, the rest of it. Politics is so crazy now and, and so dumb in a lot of ways. I don't know. I'm not so confident in it. The argument on the other side is we've been a nation for 200 plus years. We've yet to convict a single president. So it's not like it's run out of control yet. Right. Right. Yeah. The first impeachment was dumb. It was 
stupid. The first Trump impeachment. You're yes. not talking Andrew Johnson. <laughs> yeah, uh, the first Trump impeachment. Yeah, thanks. Um, it was it was it was just an exercise in idiocy. Well, that was the the opposition party has the majority, and I mean, because the, the the Republicans could have done that with Benghazi. They could have gone down that road. Sure, I don't think yeah. they had gotten acquittal either. I mean, they wouldn't have gotten a conviction either, but they could have impeached Obama. Right. Right. So, I mean, they they made themselves fools in the first stupid Ukrainian phone call impeachment. And now that, you know, something truly ugly happened in the Capitol, and, and again, you, me, they might disagree about Trump's role in it, um, now nobody takes it seriously. But I think the particular claim of he incited a riot with that speech he gave that day, I don't think that holds water. So it, it, it didn't help, but no. The documents they sent forward seems to be they're trying to expand it just beyond that morning, his actions of just that morning. Their that's arguments true. are going to be that, but yes. that's not what the actual article of impeachment says. No, but the the brief arguing it says that was just the culmination of events, and, and it's the totality of things that happened that we're impeaching them mm. for. And again, this is not a court of law. It doesn't have to meet any of the standards of any courtroom drama you've ever seen. Uh-uh. Actually, it's more like a TV courtroom drama than it is an actual court, because it's just like a motion. Yeah, you're just trying to whip up enough emotion and an agreement on your side to uh, to go along. Yeah, but yeah. there's unless something drastic comes out, I think Trump is being saved by not being on Twitter. If he was allowed to tweet every single day, he would be adding to things that they'd be using against him. Hmm. He'd be claiming retroactively. He, now that's controversial. He'd be claiming daily that the election was stolen and it was a landslide victory. On Twitter mm-hmm. to 80 million people. Yeah. That would bolster their argument that he's still doing it. <sighs> yeah, that could so, bolster the argument to bar him from office in the future from that perspective. I mean, that, that would energize the votes. I mean, as it is, I suspect very, very, very strongly, and some of you will be disappointed by this, but I don't think some of you have the realism gene. Uh, <laughs> Trump is not going to run for president again. No, I don't think so either. No, I don't think he really has any interest he's, in it. And and he's also not going to be convicted in this. No, um, no way. Even no. even ABC this week, um, they they said on Sunday. Let, let's just get to this, uh, George. Um, and this was their news guy, John Carl. Trump will not be convicted. There will not be seventeen votes. So the question is, I mean, they just took that as a solid fact mm-hmm. and went on to the discussion from there. And I think they're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. it's not even going to be close. All so right. why do you go through the exercise then? You're saying you have to send a message to future presidents that... Oh, no, no. I'm just saying it's it should be possible to impeach a president after he's out of office. I'm not talking about this one in particular. You don't decide whether or not robbing the bank was bad, whether or not you think you can catch the guy. Right. I don't think we can catch him anyway, so why even bother with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... Yeah. It's, so what's uh, what are the chances that... Uh, Trump runs for president again in your mind. Because I made a, a bold pronouncement, but in the back of my head, you know, I'm not 100% confident. Uh, this is just an age thing based on observing my parents and other people. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference between 74 and 78. Yeah. See, see Joe Biden. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if a couple of years down the line, Trump will have an in- interest in getting back into it. I mean, he's still fired up now, but so I'd say it's one in four he runs. I think it's the least likely thing to happen. Yeah, one in five, maybe. Although somebody has to emerge, and I don't know who that will be, but I ain't going to talk about that. Um, You don't want to talk about 2024 (laughs) and the critical 2026 midterms? We heard 
or read the most interesting thing on the whole GameStop kerfluffle yesterday from Mark Cuban. Do you know him, the billionaire basketball team owner? Mm-hmm. He had Shark Tank just, guy. Love that show. He had some interesting things about to say about Wall Street and the government's role in uh, policing that and all that sort of stuff. If you didn't hear it, we'll have that next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Big news today from the business world and the regular world, too, because Amazon announced that their CEO, Jeff Bezos, will be stepping down. Before leaving office, he will be cocooned in bubble wrap and put in a box eight times his size. Maybe throw in a little SD card or something like that. It's an Amazon joke. I get it. So the world's uh, the second richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos, is stepping down as running Amazon and going to be, what, honorary king or something? Well, yeah, in essence, he's going to be like chairman and, and allegedly spend more time on some of the other companies, including Blue Horizon, the space company, and uh, and other things. He has his own space company. Yeah. Yeah. Is he in a race with Elon to get to Mars? Yeah, kind of, sort of, competitor, yeah. Huh. Yeah, and and or furnish services to NASA and other uh, you know space organizations. The really interesting aspect of the story to me is that everything you know Amazon for most of us, shipping crap and packages and the rest of it, it is child's play compared to their cloud computing business, yes. which makes most of their revenue and almost all of their profit. And the guy who's now the CEO of Amazon has been running the cloud computing. Essentially, logistics for business is what Amazon does. And by the way, we also have this little side thing where we ship stuff to people. I didn't even know they did that. Yeah, the the AWS, (laughs) the Amazon Web Services. Mm -hmm. If you use a website, there is a very good chance it is on Amazon's Web Services. At least daily, I have one piece of information hit me that lets me remember that I'm an idiot. No, don't say that's not true. And that's the piece of information for today. Amazon, the most successful company in the world does something completely different than I thought it did. So there you go. That's how much I know. Um, Speaking of things I don't know much about. Nothing about nothing. The complications of Wall Street. And uh, we're not going to reset the GameStop story because I'm going to assume you know about it. It was a short ladder attack. If you don't know the GameStop story, then, uh, you know, I don't know. Do something else. Look out the window. Hammer squeeze. Switch over to sports talk. I don't know what. Stop making stuff up. Those were all real things. Short ladder attack. (laughs) Ow, stop hitting me with that. Somewhat undersized ladder. Ow! So, but the interesting thing was, you know, it just, it seems like, I think, to most of us, uh, that the big guys, they, they manipulate things all the time to their advantage. And then when the little guys were able to manipulate things at the big guy's expense, everybody got all upset and uh, somebody had to step in and stop that from happening. <laughs> Among other things that happened. And is short selling a good idea and all that? Well, Mark Cuban had this post on Reddit yesterday. He's a billionaire. And uh, he knows a lot about investing, and uh, you know he's on Shark Tank, all that sort of stuff. I'll just read this. The SEC is a mess, he said. That's the Security Exchange Commission. That's the police of Wall Street that are supposed to police this sort of stuff. 
I wouldn't trust them to do the right thing ever. It's an agency built by and for lawyers to be lawyers and win cases rather than do the right thing. If the SEC gave an S about anyone other than Wall Street, you'd be able to go there right now and read Brightline guidelines about insider trading, shorting, what is a pump and dump, what are the rules for cutting off the purchases of stocks like happened with uh, GameStop at all. But they won't. They would rather litigate to regulate, which means they love to sue people in order to create new legal precedents. All you need to know about the SEC and how badly they want to blank the little guy is that they have the option of using judges that work for the SEC, all in caps, when they sue you, rather than you have the option to have a jury of your peers in front of a judge that is independent. That's how bad the SEC is. If you want fair markets that don't benefit Wall Street, call your local politician and show them this. Hmm. So the idea that they don't have clear rules that anybody can ask, oh, what are the rules on uh, short trading? He's saying that, that they're, you know, mired in legal mumbo jumbo and difficult to come across. Um, so there you go from Mark Cuban. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not a shock. No, no, it's not. Number one, the masters of the universe, they control politics through money. Number two, they go back and forth from the giant firms to the SEC. And they're not going to, you know, hammer their buddies while they're on the SEC board and then go back to work at Goldman Sachs and be welcomed with open arms. You know, not only is there greed and, and, and raw power, but it's human nature. So the Golden Globes came out. We're not big awards show people here, but it helps me uh, alert me to what are the best shows out there, kind of. And a lot of people are watching TV, so are particularly uh, tuned into that. Best. And the Golden Globe show is the one where Ricky Gervais says terribly cruel things, right? <laughs> In the past. Okay. Kill me. Kill me. He is retired. It's Amy Poehler and Tina Fey this year are going to be the hosts. Okay, that's funny last year. Yeah. Uh, best actress in a TV series drama. No, no, no. That's not what I want. I want best TV series. Yes, best TV series. What are the best shows out there that I can watch on Netflix? The Crown, Lovecraft Country, which I don't know that one. The Mandalorian, watched it. Ozark. Watched it, yep. And Ratch, Ratched, Ratched. That's that, the oh, that's ratchet. the early Nurse Ratched. Yeah, that's that the uh, yeah. the the prequel to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Who's yeah. who's the uh, gal stars in that? Uh, let me find out. It's the woman who played uh, Marsha Clark on the OJ series. Oh, okay. Her. Yeah, Paulson. Is that I tried name? to watch The Crown. Yeah, Sarah Paulson. But I so don't give a damn about the British royals. I couldn't watch. I didn't care. I don't care if you're happy. I don't care if he's mad at him. I don't care if he leaves the whatever. I just don't care. Armstrong and Getty.